0: Hi, and welcome to Millennial Musings. I'm Gladys. And I'm Isabella.
1: And we are just two opinionated Millennials who sometimes make dumb mistakes. And what we want to do here is to share our experiences and offer the advice we
0: wish we had received. Disclaimer we're not therapists or life coaches, and we have no actual criteria to be giving advice whatsoever. But we could be your new bestie or big sister. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some millennial musings.
1: Yes, we focus on different themes and we try to answer three to four questions within these themes. And each question is one episode. And today we are still talking about our corporate theme. And today's question will be, why are millennials rebelling against the nine to five? So, yeah, should we get right into it because you guys might not know but we're actually recording this episode right after the well right after last week's episode so we decided to just go back into the episode and into the theme because nothing has happened in between and there's no small talk to have
0: (laughs) (laughs) no nothing to say (laughs) we have
1: nothing to say um (laughs) cool so like we said today's episode is about nine to five and are we rebelling against it well why are we rebelling against against it and I guess also in a way of how are we doing it and I think one thing that is quite a big word or like several words for our generation um, and that I've heard from like my parents and my friend's parents that they didn't really have that or didn't even think about it is the work-life balance or like a work-life blend you could say and we discovered we really like facts and research so (laughs) I was browsing again through Google and ended up on Forbes and I did find an interview and in that interview there's a quote that I copied out and I'm going to read to you and I'm happy to link the article in the description box because I finally figured out how to do that. Um, So I'm just going to read this quote to you because the quote really well explains what work-life balance or a new term that's actually up and coming, work-life blend means. So it's a bit of a longer one, so bear with me. So work-life balance implies that we should crave out specific or like equal time for work and for life and that the two should rarely or never intersect or else it seems unproductive or unhealthy. Work-life blend instead means you don't always have to designate set time, energy, or focus for just work or just life, but that that you can ultimately find fulfillment in a healthy, steady incorporation of both. The lines are a bit more blurred or blended, but it is usually... But it usually evens out in the end. You may spend an extra hour on work one day, but then less time the next. You leave the office early to pick up your child from school, but you're still available if an urgent request comes through. In today's 24-7 always-on society... There's a renewed push for stricter work-life balance and complete disconnection from the office. Work-life blend means finding ways to step away from either work or life without having to compromise, sacrifice or favor one over the other. That is it. <laughs> That's the quote. Um yeah, I think it is very true. I think most not every company offers it, but I think a lot of companies kind of have to offer it. Like we mentioned in last week's episode, a lot of millennials and Gen Z need to have flexible working options, to have remote working options. And that's also what we get offered by our company, our company, thank God. And I'm totally pro-work-life blend. And I think it's also kind of undeniable that the pandemic really pushed us into a world into a world where work-life balance or work-life blend um, is needed for a lot of generations, for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, but then... I also feel like the pandemic also made those lines even more blurry in many cases with, you know, us, almost all of us. Well, not all of us, everyone, most people working in the corporate world or doing um, a job that can be done at home. I feel like those lines became more blurred because if you're used to going to an office five days a week and then – um closing your laptop or turning off your pc and going home then that completely changed i think and i would say right now in my current role well and at our current company yes i would definitely think i definitely think there's more of a work-life blend um it's not very strict with me for example like oh i will work from this time till this time like i said if there's If there's a project I need to finish or something, I honestly, I don't mind working late or I don't mind sometimes working um, in the evening a little bit or something because I know, and I mentioned this earlier in in a previous episode as well, I know that I will also get... That back when I need it, and if I have plans, or if I well have plans, no, that sounds like oh I'm having drinks with people, so I'm not working. Not no, not like that. But if I have an appointment, if I need to go to the vet in the middle of the day, then I can also do that. Um so I definitely think there is a work-life blend. Um, although I also think that we should still be a little bit cautious about this because. Even at our company, like I said in the previous, in the episode around, was it the one around boundaries? I think so. Where I said where I draw the line is when I'm off. <laughs> when I'm on annual leave and yeah. And then I see people still being like, oh, well, I kind of, I didn't really have anything to do or I was up early. So I decided to just look into this or check my mass- messages or something. And that's something that I don't really know that that is something that I will never really want to sacrifice or something I still feel like when I'm off I'm off and then no I'm not working
1: yes I agree I think the holiday is still the holiday like you have your work-life blend when you're on at work when you're not taking the legal required annual leave that you have Um, And I also think you should be cautious because yes, as a work-life blend, you are always, if you have like a corporate job, if you have an office job where you can work from home, you need to be cautious that you don't, that there's actually a blend because I think it's very very easy to slide into like a always on mode where you maybe had a day where you just worked from nine to five because that's just how it worked, how things worked out that day for you and then it APM, and you keep getting messages and you keep logging on because you're always accessible and work is always accessible you still need to make sure you're not sliding into that just always working mode um but yeah I definitely do enjoy the work-life blend situation that we are in and the main reason for me is also I can just get more stuff done, having this blend, work-life like blend work blend. Not only because I personally just get more done when I'm not in the office. I know it's different for you, I think. You said you're more productive in the office. But I feel like when I'm at home, I'm not distracted. I don't talk to anyone. I don't hear people talking around me really loudly. I just am more focused when I'm at home, but also I get other stuff done, personal stuff. I can do my laundry in between the time I would use in the office to walk over to your place and have a cup of coffee. I'll just do my laundry. I do some cleaning. I pop to the shop um, or I talk to my friends because I'm really not the best with replying to voice notes and I have specific energy levels and I feel like when I'm at home I actually am better in replying to my friends when I'm taking breaks or I can go on my walks in lunchtime like I just get more life stuff done with the work-life blend because I mean sometimes I even booking like a little sneaky nail appointment (laughs) Um, I will always be reachable on my phone urgent stuff I'm there but yeah I probably if I would have to go into the office nine to five I wouldn't have the energy to do all of this that day because I'm just socially exhausted after that and I just want to lie down when I get home. So honestly kudos to all the parents who go to work and then come home and deal with their children. <laughs> I do not know how you do this. Um but yeah I think the weekends are freer because of that because I have done certain things that like the laundry for example that I probably would do on the weekends. Like it's just it makes life more enjoyable because you have more it gives you in a way more time that makes sense. Mhm.
0: No, I definitely agree. Definitely. I I remember um when we were working for the show. Um so our office was like we mentioned not in London and I live in London and so I drove to work every day. So I very much did the like thing of being <laughs> well, I wasn't really in traffic because I was what what you call an um reverse commuter or something because most people travel into london for work i traveled outside of london for work so my trip it was actually fine but so i drove to work and then i drove back and like we said as well there wasn't really a balance there like we just had to stay whenever they wanted us to stay late which meant that i usually didn't even get home until i don't know seven or something and i know that for many people that's reality but also It's little things like the post office never being open during the times when I'm free. So me having to go pick up a parcel and really not finding time the whole week to to do that because I'm just at work all day Um, or yeah having to go even specifically because in london um and in the uk i think in general stores are open a little bit longer and a little bit later in flanders it's not rare or it's not weird if supermarkets close at six um same thing with like pharmacies whatever so that means that if you need anything and you work until i don't know five and you don't get home before six then yeah that's then you're kind of fucked, <laughs> which, yeah. which I, yeah, it it's, it's, yeah, it's, yes, it's very frustrating. Um I think, and I, and I remember feeling very frustrated about it as well. And then feeling like, oh, yes, exactly. You know, being in the office and maybe wasting an hour for lunch, talking to people that I didn't really want to talk to anyway, whereas I could have easily done my groceries but then i had to do my groceries at 7 p.m. and by the time i got home and needed to cook and everything then most of the time i didn't eat before 9 p.m. and so yeah and of course again i know that many people for many people that's just life and that's how their work is um but yes i definitely also prefer this and i like going into the office because yes i do feel quite productive there but also I, I don't know. It really depends on what kind of day I have ahead of me. I think if I'm in a lot of meetings and it doesn't really make sense for me to go to the office. Um, and then, yes, I could easily just do my laundry, clean and everything because it feels like such a waste of time to do household chores during the weekend. I just really don't want to do that. Um, so, yeah, people also working parents, unbel- well, parents in general, but people who work full time get home and need to literally take care of their household unbelievable i need i have me and my cats to take care of and i can barely do that so i I really i don't know those people have some kind of superpower i know i feel like they have more energy well i
1: don't know if they have more energy they're probably less energy but somehow i don't know i'm getting lost in my words ignore me let's continue (laughs) um well I also think, well, obviously, the pandemic drove us into showing us that work can be done. Some work can be done remotely. But I feel like another big factor for us millennials and Gen Zs is that, well, another factor that makes us yearn for the perfect work-life blend is social media, is the jobs that came up through social media, like being an influencer and a content creator, because you see them being at home, making their coffee and like just living their life during hours where you're working and you just feel or like you see them work from different places all the time. You see them traveling and it makes you feel like, well, my job is on a computer. Why can I not do that? And I feel like that's why we also as millennials are rebelling against the nine to five because we're like, well, I can do this and I will do a good job, but I don't have to sit in a place that you want me to sit in. Um, yeah. Well, and talking about social media, I think, like I said, working on social media, it look and being self-employed, being an influencer, being a content creator, for people who do not do that job but follow those people, it looks like, oh, they're just traveling and having fun all the time and they go to events and they meet other influencers, and it looks like really easy and fun. And that's why I feel like there's a lot of prejudice towards like content creator influencers. But I think There's a lot of stuff that isn't seen. Well, there is a lot of stuff that isn't seen. Like, there's more than just posting that nice picture while lying in the sun. That picture, first of all, might not even be posted while they're actually doing that. I think that's a thing as well. Like, a lot of people post stuff later on. Um, And the stuff that happens behind a nice curated Instagram account, for example, is people have to constantly network. Like, you have to go to events, maybe um where you won't get paid for but you have to go and use your social battery and your time for to actually show your face to certain potential clients like there's a whole client networking part of that job then there's boring stuff like you have to do your taxes you have to answer emails you then have to also come up with content plans you have to shoot the content then you have to edit the content you have to manage all of this like there's a lot in the background that is going on, that is a proper office job, I would say, and that some people would might maybe find boring. Like if you're not massive, if you're not a massive influencer, you don't have that management company that does all that stuff for you. That is all up to you. That is what you have to do as a self-employed person. It's not just posting that picture and getting the likes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> so, Sorry, I, I went yeah. off in a tangent here. But I do think it's something that you need to say, because I do have friends that do that as a job. And I see them working really hard. And I find that very impressive that the things you have to do in the background.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Because, yeah, I have a couple of things to say about this. So we currently have jobs in the corporate world that can still, even though, yes, we do have that work-life blend, but it can still be considered nine to five jobs, right? We still have a suggestion well, is it a suggestion? I don't know. <laughs> That's how most of us treat it, I think. A suggestion of hours, but we have like, what is it called? Like gliding hours, sliding hours, whatever. Um, There is flexibility, but it's still, at the end of the day, in essence, a nine to five job. Like the one Dolly Parton sang about, even though actually, realistically, it's usually a nine to six or nine to seven job or an eight to five job. <laughs> but anyway, um. So we have that job now, and I'm okay with it. But I would be lying if I said there wasn't still that idea of, okay, but to be your own boss and to be a freelancer. And for me, it's not necessarily about being an influencer. It's more the idea of being a freelancer. Um, And when I think about why does that sound so nice to people, I think it's honestly when we grow up, or as as younger people or actually people at, at any age we when we wonder oh what we what do we want to be what do we want to be doing i think when we ask ourselves the question of oh what careers look really nice who looks happy and fulfilled who looks like they're having a great time even though like you said in reality behind the scenes that might not always be the case but who looks like they're having fun it is usually those people it's people like and I'll get to this in a in a bit but like freelance writers that I follow who are just sitting in a coffee bar with their tablet at 2 p.m. And who feel like if they want to go to the hairdresser in the middle of the day, they can do that as well. Even though that's not realistically how their days look like, but that's the image the idea, I think, that we get. And I think um also this is well, this is not their fault, but I think previous generations or people who work nine to five jobs have just not really been selling it to us because I think most people, like we said in the first episode, the idea of, oh, it's a job. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a job and nobody likes their job. I think it's a little bit weird to on the one hand, tell your children that and tell young people that, but then on the other hand, also saying, oh, but you also need to want this because that's the only way you could have a stable income or something, even though it's absolutely horrible and we hate it and we hate being in this situation, but you need to want to be in the same situation as me. I think that's just a little bit weird. So I think when we think about, oh, I want, I wish I could work for myself or I wish I could do this and this, I think in many ways it's rebelling against the soul crushing jobs that we have seen people before us do and just sometimes how flat out miserable they looked doing it um yeah
1: Yeah. I think one thing that really makes people who do work for themselves seem happier probably than someone who works for a big organization is the fact that when you slave away when you have a day where you really just go for it and you work so hard and then if you work for yourself, you know all the work you are putting in is for you. Like you are the person that is going to profit from all that work you're putting in. There's no one else. It's literally you know why you do it. You see the big picture, you have complete clarity of what's going on when you do this part. Whereas if you work for a big company, you do you have a you have days where you're just really putting the extra work, you're going hard on it, you're putting so much work in. But in the end, this is not for you. This is for someone else. And if you work for a company that doesn't care about appreciation, then you won't even get a nice thank you for this. And you literally just put your time and effort in this and there's nothing that really comes back. Yeah, maybe, maybe you get a nice bonus if you like in a company that works with a bonus system. But otherwise, it's literally just you putting in the effort for nothing. Well, not for nothing, but for someone
0: else. (laughs) Yeah, and like we said in, well, last week, but an hour ago, (laughs) um this this idea that maybe we had a couple of decades ago that then in return we will get an employer that protects us and cares about us. But now I feel like we've realized that's not the case. and we are very re- replaceable and employers don't really care. So yeah, and there is also i I need to I have to think of these like, these memes and these posts that are like, if you're a millennial and you've never wanted to open a coffee bar slash book shop slash cake place slash plant store, what are you even doing? (laughs) Yeah, we've, I think most of us have been there and I think even though we realize, I think that it's a lot of work and it's not as fancy as it looks and it's not just like selling some, um, you know, lemon, lemon cakes (laughs) or something. (laughs) I think, we do know that it's a lot of work, but it's just that idea of being your own boss and getting rewarded for it. I think it's just something that, even even if that, that might be true, that might not be true, we might have a completely wrong idea of this. But I think there's this idea that we at least get that reward for ourselves and we're not part of this machine, I think.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, I do think this is one of the, Biggest perks and one of the biggest reasons people want to work for themselves. Really, it's just the fact that you don't have this manager behind you bullying you to doing things. No, not all managers are like that, of course, but you never know who you're gonna end up with. You might be really lucky; you have a great manager, and that can really change the whole experience working for a company. um But yeah, I think yeah. like what you said with opening your own cafe that sells everything. I mean, I keep talking about this. I do at some point in my life want to own my own coffee shop and I know it will be a lot of work and I know there will be a lot of work that I do not enjoy as much as actually being in the coffee and making designing it and selling the cakes and the coffee and the local stuff I have it all I have like a real concept in my head and I will do it I'll guarantee you but I just feel like it's some before I do that I need to do what I'm doing now and try to make some money and actually have something on the side for me to then do that next step but we'll see how the world looks like by the time i decide to have a coffee shop there might not be any coffee left
0: um yeah and yeah. i i kind of have that same feeling but then around i still have that thing in my in my mind that just pops up every every now and again that um that i want to be i i would like to work as a writer and then kind of as a freelance writer and I did I think I addressed this in a in a previous episode that I that the the thing I I know I struggle with a little bit is having that self-discipline then if there's no structure and if you can do whatever also I'm I'm a night a night owl biologically and it gets like if if I don't have structure and I don't have to be anywhere it gets really bad (laughs) I will literally sleep during the day and be up at night and so that's that is, maybe it sounds silly, but that's something that I would be genuinely afraid of if I would be self-employed, that I would just be up at night. And that's not the best, I think, for your mental health to do that for a while, for a longer time. I did that as a student and I was not feeling great. Um, so I, I that, that those are things that I, but... Yeah, it's that thing of, oh, maybe I could for, you know, a couple of days a week work somewhere and so that I do have that structure, but then also do some things on the side and have different streams of income. And that's something I think that is a massive misconception in our society. And I think it's because of previous generations and everything that being a freelancer or being self-employed in any way is less reliable than having a nine to five job or having any kind of job with an employer because exactly people give everything to an employer and they have that feeling that that means that the employer will protect them and that they have some stability there. But the reality is if I get fired tomorrow, then I have money for one more month and then I will have absolutely nothing. (laughs) Then I will have zero income. If I have different streams of income if I would have if I would work somewhere I don't know part-time and then do some writing and then do some freelance stuff and then then if one of those things falls through then I still have different sources of income but there is this idea that that's not a valid career to the same extent which I just think is is just definitely not true um but then on the other hand, I think this idea of being your own boss is also a little bit of a misconception because I think, and when it whether it's freelancers or influencers as well, okay, you don't have one boss, but you have, I don't know, 10,000 bosses or you have 50,000 bosses or you have 100,000 bosses who pay you or who support you on patreon or <laughs> some something like that um and as a freelancer as well so i i kind of think that we the the idea like you said as well in that was that was very interesting when you said in many ways l- you know talk about free um influencers specifically for example in many ways i think The job is not that different from actually work, being an employee and working a nine to five job because you still have these expectations and you still have those demands. And in reality, you would probably you probably spend a lot of time chasing invoices that are not getting paid and and doing all of that. Um, So, yeah, I think rather than having one employer, you just have a lot of different employers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you have your clients and you have to, they have specific guidelines. But then again, depending on, I mean, I 100% agree with what you said. You do have, you're your own boss, but you still have to listen to other people what they want in a sense. Um, But I guess the more advanced you become and the more, I don't know, the bigger your following gets and whatever, you can at some point at least choose who your clients are. But no, definitely there will always be someone who is like, yeah, but this needs to look this and we want something like that. And blah 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 but I think another thing that you said is with like being self-employed any self-employment really it doesn't matter if you are a content creator or a writer or I don't know have your own little Etsy shop I don't know any anything that's self-employed um the one thing that you have to have is you f- need to feel secure within yourself and like you need to what I mean with this is like, you never know how much you're going to earn that month. You don't have that fixed income. At least if you work for like a big organization, you have your nine to five job, whatever, you know, at the end of a month, I get X, Y, that amount of money, X amount of money is what I want to say. Um, whereas if you are self-employed, you never know how much at the end of the month will actually be there. So you need to be really good with how you spread your income and how you save money and you need to think about all of that as well and also you do not have paid holiday like you don't have those 25 days a year where you are just going to be off and you don't have to worry about the money the days you don't work you probably won't make money in a way well yeah like and also I feel like the work-life blend is more intense because you always will kind of think about work like let's say you are an Instagram content creator and you are on holiday, you might think about taking specific pictures there though, because it's a nicer backdrop to do something for that client. I don't know. I'm not one, but that's how I imagine it could be. Um, Or if you're a writer, you just still have that deadline in your head. And if you don't reach that deadline, there's actually going to be a problem with, the salary that's going to come in for next month and you really need that one because you haven't worked the last two weeks of the previous month like you know you, you really always have to you have to be quite stable when it comes to that psychologically in a way
0: that makes yeah sense. Mm-hmm, definitely no I think yes I that's definitely something that I realized about the influencer life is let's let's say travel influencers for example yes it looks incredibly fancy because they travel around the world and they do everything in reality i would not want to be a travel influencer and i mean there's definitely worse jobs i think but um i don't think i would like it very much because when you think about it these people in in reality usually get sent somewhere i don't know to the other side of the world maybe they get told oh you can travel to I don't know, Canada, which sounds great, but you're only there for four days and you have this list of like things that you need to shoot and it's just work and you don't really get to, I don't, I I think in most cases, they don't really get to enjoy that place really for themselves. Uh, I mean, of course, I don't know unless it depends, unless you have a nicer deal and you go there for, for longer, but I don't know. Or I've heard from, um, you know, my boyfriend's best friend is an influencer as well, and he works with Disney a lot. And it—I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I guess I am. And, well, I'm already doing it. And um, so he—he he then can go to Disney, and my boyfriend's been with him as like his plus one. um, to, I don't know. So then, yeah, they get free trips to Disney, Florida or something, which, of course, is really nice. But then it's honestly just they're on such a tight schedule that everything they do needs to be to shoot content and they don't really have any spare time or anything. So it's really not as fancy as it looks. And I think after a while, it would take all the fun of traveling away from, from me, I think. Eventually, I would just feel like, Yeah. I don't really want to travel anymore because travel means work to me. I think.
1: Yeah, I guess their holidays. Then once they're back home, they can just relax and be with family or friends or whatever, or just sleep.
0: <laughs> I think, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think for many people, it is like it is like that. And then also another thing I thought about was I think this idea of working for yourself in any way, whether it's having your own business or um being, being an influencer or being a freelancer or whatever. I think it's that feeling of that you will have, you will get to keep your integrity when you do that, that you don't have to do things that maybe you don't agree with or, you know, that you don't have to which is true, I think, for many organizations in the corporate world, where you feel like not very ethically good about it, and that you don't have to sacrifice your in- integrity when you do have these jobs. But like you said, I think until you get to a certain level, I mean, if I, to me, being a freelance writer sounds great because what I have in my mind is being Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> just write about her life and her friends in reality. I I don't think that could pay my phone bill, let alone my bills in general and and actually give me a full-time or earn me a full-time income. So in reality, what I would have to do probably is just take whatever I could get and write about, I don't know, gardening tools (laughs) or something. Or I have, I've done some freelance work where I wrote (laughs) I did some quite I wrote some quite shady things. Uh, I mean this sounds really bad now. It wasn't anything necessarily illegal, I think, but like these tools about how you can kind of um you know kind of manipulate social media to to yeah to, to make it seem like you have more followers and everything. And those were the people, those were the companies who reached out to me. And that was the kind of writing that I did most of the time and yeah, then, I they also...
1: probably also pay the most compared to other writing jobs,
0: I assume. Yeah, I also I did some really nice things. I wrote an ebook for a sex toy company as well. That was great, <laughs> but those usually, yes, they don't pay as much. And so you will have to sacrifice. I mean, my friend, she's here right now. She's <laughs> she's staying at mine this weekend. She's a chef and she has her own catering business and. She, The thing she likes to do most is, well, she's all about sustainability and that's just very, very important for her. But also, realistically, um, she still has to take projects where she does have to sacrifice that a little bit because, you know, for example, advertising or something, that's an industry that pays a lot. But then it's maybe a supermarket where it's all about meat or something. And that's not something she personally wants to be working with but that's literally what you have to do sometimes to pay the bills so yeah
1: yeah you need to get the money in before you and reach a certain level before you can actually choose the things you want to do but I guess for people who do it once they reach that point I think it's very very um what's the word fulfilling to actually have gotten there yeah yeah what we want to say is sacrifices are just needed in any job at some point yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not just mentioning a lipstick and then becoming a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> it's not more that, to that. Yeah, it's not that easy, I think, because I also oh, Sorry, no, on. go on. Okay. <laughs> no, I just wanted to say um when I really realized this was and also like I said in the last episode, I can really when especially when it comes to content creators and everything, I compare myself to them quite easily and there was this Dutch writer um, who I follow on Instagram, and she's always writing like coffee bars, and she's always walking around her city and Instagramming in the middle of the day. And she actually does say these things like, oh, I want to get my hair done. It's 1pm one, 1 p.m. on a Monday, but I'm going because that's the kind of life I I have and everything. And I was so jealous of that. And I was like, yeah, that's the life. That's what I want. But then she's also very honest about what her situation is like and her financial situation is like and she lives in a city in the Netherlands but quite a small city um and she lives with several housemates and so that's when I had to realize okay her life on Instagram looks great and I want that but also she has a very different life and very different priorities from me so with the well, my living situation, for example, and and the way I want my living situation to be, I just have to make different choices. And yeah, that's definitely something that I was a little bit disillusioned um, or I became disillusioned along the way, I think. Um, yeah. Well,
1: that's why I think so you said like she can go to coffee shops somewhere from there or she can go to the hairdresser. I think that's why I kind of like the situation we are both in. Right now, quite a bit, because, yes, in theory, it's a nine to five jobs and there are certain hours that we are expected to work um, or be available, but also because it's flexible and because it's remote hours that we get, it's like, I can kind of do that. Like if I would want to work from a coffee shop around the corner, if that would be a nice one, I could do it. As long as I have the right internet connection, really, it's up to me. As long as if I'm in a call with a client, I can have a proper call. Um, I like the situation as well, because I'm allowed now, like, we mentioned we we moved to the UK from Belgium and from Austria I'm now going to Austria and I'm gonna be with my family and spend time with my friends but also will be working and we can't do it of course for like month and month and weeks and weeks but like if you want to do it for five days or a day or two it's possible and I think it gives us options like we could well not me because I have Afro hair and my hairdress appointment lasts full working day but if I would just want to go in another world to cut my hair <laughs> I could probably do it around like 3pm be gone for an hour or two and then come back and continue working a bit longer into the evening like I do like the situation we are in with the work-life blend and with the flexible working hours it's kind of a bit the best of both because we still have the security because at the point where I am in it right now like I do really want to try and have my own coffee <laughs> coffee shop um, but Right now, I need to work towards a bit more stability. I need to work towards more savings. And I don't know. My plan is to do that maybe in like 10 years, right? When I'm like 40 (laughs) or like 39. And in that time, I should I decide to have children, can have children, but I know I will have maternity leave and I have that pay and I have maybe like specific benefits from work, benefits from work that will support me with specific decisions I'm going to make in the next few years. And that's just something i would be missing if i would be self employed
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i agree with that it's just it's just all about that balance and i and just also yeah just being realistic and i definitely had a very romanticized idea of what self em- being self employed would be like um and now yes i definitely think that we in a way have the best of both worlds because for me personally there's enough structure um to make sure that you know i do start work around the same time every day um i don't really work during weekends because that's just not really part of the well usually <laughs> part of the job um but then there is also that flexibility and everything so there's enough flexibility to make me feel like i can kind of choose how i spend my time or how how i divide my time but then there is also still enough structure. I mean, I still I still feel like my ideal goal is still to one day do a couple of different things, work, honestly, if I could work in a bookshop a couple of days a week and then just do a couple of other things on the side, that would literally be my ideal life to me. I'm not even joking. That sounds like the perfect life. Um, but yeah, I have definitely also realized that for me, it was very much that thing of like, oh, and if I would become a freelancer, it would just be a massive middle finger to society and to the machine and everything. But then I realized you're kind of still part of it, just in a different way. And I mean, it, it's just all about figuring out what you want in the stage of your life that you're in. I mean, like my friend now, I said, she's, she's here. She is actually living her dream. Like her job is her passion. Uh, but then also, she's currently in the other room doing her taxes. So then that is something that, to me, doesn't sound like the best way to spend my weekend. So yeah, it's it's all it's all give and take, and deciding what you want to to do. Yeah, and like I feel
1: like everything a lot we said sounded really negative towards self employment, but that's not because I think it's a negative thing to do. I think it's amazing, and I respect that so much that people have that discipline and that just mental strength to do it because I myself I would at this point not be capable of doing this um but I think the reason we talk about this is because the positives are there obviously and they're really big and they look really romanticized and the reason we're talking about this is to just make people aware that there are things to consider when you make certain decisions of where you want to go with your job and your employment
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely didn't mean to sound too negative about this. Like, no, no, it is still it is still the dream to me very much. It very much is still my dream to do that. It's just that, like I said, for years until very recently, I was I did have this very romanticized idea. I just thought, oh, this would just be perfect. And this life just seems perfect in every single way. And that is just very much. A bubble that was burst a little bit because i realized yeah no there's actually a lot in in ways it's not very it's not incredibly different from working yeah you know for some more yeah, yeah a more i don't know conventional <laughs> let's say nine to five um, but also um and i've mentioned her before my favorite youtuber lena norms she did this video About it was something like why the kids want to be YouTubers or something. And she mentioned something like, you know, to to end this on a positive note, (laughs) she said something like, um, that when people say, or when young people mostly say, oh, I want to be an influencer, I want to be a YouTuber, I want to blog full time, that of course they will often get the reaction, yeah, that's not realistic, you know. And she actually came with some statistics that showed that getting, that becoming a full-time person on the internet is about as achievable as getting into the publishing industry. But then of course in our society if you say oh, I want to work in publishing well also maybe that's considered an industry that's difficult to get into but that is considered a a, a real career I guess. Um And when you say, I want to be a YouTuber, that's kind of like saying, I want to be a pop star or something. And the chances just aren't very big. But actually, it's very realistic to make a full time living online. And that's just, I think that's how technology has evolved. But I don't think society has really caught up yet because there's still very much that idea of, yeah, that's not a reliable source of income. And I think in many ways, like I said, it can be a lot more reliable than some of the careers that we consider to be reliable careers
1: no i agree and i think the reason also for why society thinks that is because there are like these some they're like a handful of youtubers who are very well known and like make make probably millions make a lot of money and are basically celebrities but then people don't think about that there are youtubers who have a good following they make a good steady income through it but You might not know them because you don't have to become a superstar when you work on the internet. You have to build up a certain following and that will then bring you a certain income. And that's enough. You don't need to have 10 million subscribers on YouTube to make money. And I think people just aren't aware of the facts and the stats when it comes to that.
0: No, I think Lena said that from, and I might be completely wrong, but I think she said from a hundred thousand followers, you can kind of, that's kind of the threshold to earn a full-time living, um completely unrelated don't forget to follow us and recommend the podcast (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah I actually I follow this girl she's like a British um Instagrammer she has like 20k um followers a bit of more than 20k followers on Instagram and then she has a YouTube channel and I'm actually just chatting checking how many followers or subscribers she has there because she seems to make, yeah, she has like 80K subscribers on YouTube and she doesn't post regularly. Like she posts every now and again and she does a lot of work on Instagram, but she seems to make a living just from that and she seems to be living a nice life. I mean, I don't know anything about her background, but like I said, you don't need to be a celebrity on the internet to make money on the internet. Yeah. Exactly. And that's all I have to say, actually, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think this will probably be a short one. It will be a shorter one, but that's okay. That's okay. Yes, this is actually the third question of the corporate theme, and we will have one more surprise, surprise, um, and it will be a bit of a different one. It will be more of a tips and tricks and suggestions of things we learned when it's about. I'm just gonna say it doesn't matter. We can we can awake some interest. No, say yes. Um, create some
0: hype. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Creating some hype. It's a very, it might be a bit nerdy or like weird, but we just want to talk about the tips and tricks we learned about applying for jobs. Because like I said, I'm a job hopper. I had, I've had i had my fair share of experiences with interviews. And Gladys, you know all about writing cover letters and bringing up a CV, put yourself in the best light. So we just want to share our tips with you because we thought, why not?
0: Yeah, because, um, yeah, so I did a business degree where creating job letters and cover letters and everything was and preparing for interviews and everything was a very big part of that and now I kind of realize that I don't know just things like yeah things that for us that we have learned along the way and I've I've done quite a few interviews as well because when I decided I wanted to move to London I think I applied for like six months or something, full-time applied for jobs um, until I found one. And so I think I learned a lot there as well. And so I think, I don't know, I think it could maybe be useful um, to know what we have, what we've learned.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, um, it's our recommendation section, but I do have to say I don't actually have any movie or series or anything to suggest because it's just not really a topic where you can specifically find something I think but what I have is just some I don't know takeaways or like advice um, about like a work-life blend and yeah the first one is to just make sure that it is actually a work-life blend and don't let work take over we just need to be cautious because if you do work remotely wherever and whenever you want, it can be hard for some to actually switch off. You might lie in bed and then right before you fall asleep, you open those messages or emails again. That's not healthy. Um, doesn't give you a good night's sleep if you have work in your mind last thing of the day. Um, so my tip is turn off your notifications. Maybe like I have all my work stuff on my phone, but they can't, cannot send me notifications. This is simply for me to, let's say I do run out of the house and I just want to check if everything's okay to quickly go on. Or if I remember something that I want to tell someone, but turn them off because you don't constantly need to be reminded when you're actually having your downtime. Um, I also would suggest if you do like a work-life blendy, if you're in a work-life blend situation, maybe do keep some sort of routine, like try to maybe at least start at the same time as often as possible. I mean, I love a routine. So if I could choose, I would love to work from 7.30 to 3 or 3.30 because those are the hours I'm most productive. So I'm trying. I usually start work around 8 and then, yeah, I'll try to work between 8 and 5. But then if something comes up, I'll just I'm flexible and I switch my day around how I need to, but just some sort of routine to actually keep the discipline, I think would help some people, at least me. And then actually something we didn't talk about is that if you have an office job and you do work remotely, you might have to get used to be alone in a way, because if you don't have a lot of calls that day, you might have a day where you don't actually talk to people because you just sit at home and you just do your work and You don't actually get to see anyone if you don't have to leave the house or anything. So be okay with working by yourself, I guess. Yeah. Actually, and then I have one more thing. It's a funny anecdote. I just remembered. Um, This episode is a bit all over the place, but that's okay. Um, I used my perk of flexible working hours last no, a few Fridays ago. And I went to get my nails done and a pedicure actually. I treated myself. Yes, it was before my birthdays. So I was like, just want to get all sorted out. And I was sitting in the pedicure chair. And next to me, it's like these big massage chairs. And next to me was this woman, um, uh, also getting a pedicure with her laptop on her lap, literally creating a work presentation. Yes, I was nosy. I looked into her laptop because I was like, girl, you are really rocking that work life plan. <laughs> And then I was also thinking, this is really dangerous because I don't know about you, but when you get pedicures and they start to like rub your dead skin off, I always have to breathe, do some breathing exercises because I get so ticklish and I just want to slap my foot into that woman's face. So I don't know how she stayed that calm, focusing on their presentation, but kudos to her.
0: Well, I do not get pedicures because the thought sort of people <laughs> touching my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Freaked me out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's maybe that might be I don't know. That's a very extreme example <laughs> of extreme, a work life balance. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a balance. Maybe that's just that woman. That poor woman just feels like she can never just be off. And yeah, relax. the lines have blurred too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, if I had my ideal routine, I would probably start work at 2pm and work until 10. I think we are very different people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very much a morning person when it comes to my brain energy. Yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah, so I try to find some book recommendations, which was a little bit difficult. I think the only thing I can really think about when I think about... Well, on the one hand, people I kind of find inspiring. Just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit biased, of course, because she's a freelance writer. And I just think she lives the perfect life, (laughs) like the perfect main character, London life, and then also being a successful writer. But Dolly Alderton, um, her books actually, I think, show what it's like to be a freelance writer quite well so she has everything i know about love which is her memoir of everything of i think she wrote it at the age of 30 or something so everything that she learned in her 20s which is very realistic about um what it's like to want to be a writer and yeah how society looks at you then also what it's like financially, what what a struggle that is. Of course, now she's quite successful. She's also, she has a new, she announced a new book. I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to Google how it's called. I think it's called No Matter What or something like that. I do. I signed up for the first edition signed.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't done that yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, I'm doing this with people I really like. I try to order their signed editions in case they get really, really famous and I can sell them and make a lot
0: of money. <laughs> that's actually smart. Maybe I should do that as well. But harder. I don't think
1: the people I create, I I really like that much are going to be. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be the next Oscar Wilde. I don't want to be rude. They're really good writers, but I don't know if things like that exist anymore.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, because I yeah I know that's that's the thing. I have a book um signed by well, it's also David Sedaris's book, and he signed it for me and wrote to Gladys, my stylish friend, which is one of my most precious possessions (laughs) oh yeah i love that man uh also a cleaner until he's well he actually wrote just when he got home from his cleaning jobs and he yeah he also wrote but it it took him i think a very long time to become a full-time writer so also kind of inspirational um but also dolly dolly alderson also has a fiction book called ghosts and i haven't i kind of want to reread it even though it really <laughs> it really it's not what it's not Game the best anxiety yeah it's not the best for my anxiety <laughs> levels because it's about this woman called nina who uh and is it does she write cookbooks or am i completely misremembering she's like a that? food food she writes about food. I don't know. What yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. she she's definitely also a freelancer. Um, and yeah, so she starts dating this man. This is not related to this topic at all. But she starts dating this man and she gets ghosted. And it is so scary because it's literally just from one, from one moment to the next, he just disappears and he yeah it's it's yeah it's not the best um but I well it's a great book I really liked it and as again I think um that it also is quite realistic about being self-employed specifically being a writer so yeah I really like really like her books yeah 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 me too but I guess that's that's that that's us for today Yes, this was more a bit, well, this was more of a thought dump, I think, than an actual um, well-structured episode, but that's uh, that's
1: okay. That is okay. That's just as much musings as the other episodes. (laughs) Exactly. Okay
0: so of course before we wrap up a big thank you to all of you who made it to the end of the episode and also actually to everyone else but they won't hear this anymore <laughs> but if you listen to part of it that's something as well uh um, we hope you enjoyed it and maybe you had something that you could relate to let us know um or well, you're about to say that sorry <laughs> and remember The journey doesn't end here because we will be back with our bonus episode on the corporate theme with some practical tips and tricks. So we will actually be giving some, I think, valuable, I think we could say valuable advice in the next episode. So stay tuned
1: yes totally and as always we also want to hear from you we know that each one of you has their own unique experiences and stories to to share <laughs> so don't be shy connect with us on instagram at we are Millennial musings and yeah share your own musings with us um
0: yeah okay so <laughs> until next week stay curious and keep those stories coming Bye! Bye.